Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Power Sour Hour with Jazz. I'm Jazz. I use he, him pronouns, and this is a podcast about sour gummy candies and the people that love them. Thank you so much for tuning in again to listen to this week's review. Some updates from this week. First, my job just moved offices, and I finally get my own cubicle. This may not sound like a big deal, but as someone who works remotely, I've not had a permanent space where I can display my own tchotchkes in the office for a long time. So far, I've brought my Pop Funko figurines of Pink Batman and Splinter from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle series, along with two pictures of my cat. Second, I still do not have the magic power to move parked cars so that there is an appropriate amount of space between them in order to make room for more parking spots. I'm working on it. Until then, I'd like to shout out my friend Sheena for giving me a short continuing education course on parallel parking. Since then, I feel like I've really been able to step up my game and fit into a couple of pretty tight spots. Today, I'll be diving right into my review, as I don't currently have any more educational gummy knowledge to impart to you at this time. I hope to change this moving forward, though. This week, I'll be reviewing Lifesaver Gummy Sours. These gummy sours are true gummies, as they have a base of gelatin. I found these at Mariano's, hanging on the display by other store-brand generic gummies. I honestly hadn't seen them before. I guess I'd overlooked them somehow and had not tried them yet. They were $2.49 for a 7-ounce bag, which seems to be the average price point for gummies. When you're looking for these, scan for the bag with a swirling green, orange, and yellow portal hidden behind the white spotlight backdrop of the Lifesavers logo. It shows several fruits, watermelon slices, halved oranges, a whole strawberry, a couple of cherries, and a couple of black raspberries, more on this later, sucked into a bright light behind the logo. Underneath the text, you see the fruits flung back out into reality as twisted dark purple, red, light purple, orange, and green gummy rings sparkling with the glittering grains of sour sanding. The gummy rings displayed are approximately the size of a Sacagawea dollar coin, but steal your expectations as it states product shown is not actual size. The bag then states the flavors as tangy cherry, watermelon, orange, strawberry, and black raspberry. It was at this point, when I was beginning my visual assessment, that I realized there were five flavors of gummies rather than four. I'd misread the front of the packaging due to the grammatical ways the flavors were listed, and I thought strawberry orange was one flavor rather than two separate ones. Honestly, that was a little bit disappointing. I'd wanted to see what that strawberry orange combo tasted like. The pieces are actually the size of a quarter and are a tight, well-defined circle of a lifesaver with a well-defined center hole. They are uniform in size and appearance and have five distinct colors that give you very clear flavor expectations. The pieces are dark purple, pink, green, dark red, and orange. Each has clear sour sanding, good adherence, but uneven distribution of the sanding. Some pieces look like a white sand fog has rolled in to obscure the gummy color underneath. 
The bag shows that there should be an impression of the Lifesaver brand text on each piece, but you really have to be intentionally looking for the ridges to see them. There is not equal representation of each gummy flavor in the bag. There were six orange, seven pink, seven green, 10 purple, and 20 red. I wanted to start my review of Taste and Flavor with the color of least representation and work my way up. So we begin with orange and we'll end at red. The orange gummies are a clementine color and have a traditional orange tang, like an orange juice concentrate that hasn't been watered down. The sour sanding is an A plus complement to this zesty flavor and brings out the brightness of orange. The color of the strawberry gummies is a shade between grapefruit flush and a classic pink highlighter. It's a sharp strawberry, a distinct punched up berry flavor, with an aftertaste of sweet that's common with strawberry flavored gummies. The taste stays strong while chewing, and as you're chewing, it does not lose any of the boldness of flavor. The watermelon gummies are a pale kiwi color. In the past, I would have associated it with a lime flavor. But through these reviews on the podcast, now we all know better that it is a watermelon flavor disguised in lime color clothing. The color is much darker on the packaging, more of an evergreen, but here we are with the light green. The flavor of this, and I cannot understate it, is the most garbage watermelon flavor I have ever tasted in a gummy. The taste reaches up and assaults the back of your throat with the consistent roundness of watermelon flavor, but it turns almost metallic at the end and in the aftertaste. The sour sanding doesn't do it any favors whatsoever, and it's a pretty terrible flavor on its own. It's ugh, gross. The bag states that the purple color is black raspberry flavored. I didn't know what that meant and what a black raspberry was. Is it a raspberry smothered by a blackberry? Is it a raspberry trying to transition to a blackberry? I looked it up and there's actually a fruit called a black raspberry. My bad. Apparently the biggest difference is that they're sweeter than blackberries and still have those little hairs that raspberries have. It's a very specific berry flavor and it's a very heavy flavor. There's a complementariness to the sour sanding that enhances the overall taste and I actually do really enjoy this flavor. The red is a traditional deep cherry that rides the line between a sweet candy and a cough drop. It lands on the pleasant side, an assertive cherry, like if cherry was a font and you bolded it. The gummy's flavor is actually so similar to the regular hard candy lifesaver, I wonder if they used the same flavoring. I'm not super feeling these flavors. They're pretty intense and affrontive. Uh, you could do two bites per piece because there is enough flavor in each bite to enjoy. Luckily, these gummies have a texture that makes up for all of its shortcomings. It is such a good texture. They are firm and pliable, easily pinched on both vertical and horizontal sides. There's a nice bite all the way through and a chewy and clean mouthfeel. The inconsistent sour sanding has a nice variation in the size of the grain. 
with a majority of fine sanding and a minority of large grain slash clumping of concentrated sour. The watermelon is the least firm and the black raspberry is the most firm in a pinch test. They are so satisfying. So much love to this texture. Other notes on these gummies? I got a strong sugar rush after them, an uncommon experience for me. They do leave a sickly sweet not only in your mouth, but in your body altogether afterwards. I also found that laying all of them out on a plate to count them and make intentional tasting decisions is the closest to mindful eating that I've gotten to in a while, and there may be something to that. My final score for these gummies is a 6, or tempting. It was, in fact, tempting for me, as they lured me in to try them. I was so happily surprised by the texture. I loved it. As I was enjoying the texture, you could visualize me as the emoji with hearts for eyes. (laughs) However, I was not sold on the flavors. They were a little too much of a punch in the face, and some restraint could have been useful here especially with that watermelon bowl. You could take that one out. The hierarchy for colors for me from best to worst was pink strawberry, purple black raspberry, red cherry, orange orange, and green watermelon. Cybell May rated these higher than I did with a score of 7 or worth it. Her favorite was also the black raspberry stating that quote has a nice jammy base a good tartness, a wonderful floral raspberry flavor. Her least favorite was also watermelon, but noted that this was not an issue because it was her husband's favorite flavor. Seems like pretty solid relationship advice. Find the person that will eat the watermelon gummies in your life. And now, dear Elizabeth Warren. Dear Elizabeth Warren, This week, I was doing research into lifesavers to try to find some educational material I could talk about and stumbled across a piece in Mental Floss from 2016 called 10 Things You Might Not Know About Lifesavers. Number five on the list was that lifesavers were sold for five cents and marketed in combination with placement at registers and training cashiers at restaurants, saloons, and grocery stores to make change that included a nickel. This set customers up to not only see the bargain of the candies, but also provide them with the means to make an impulse buy. This reminded me of your wealth tax in kind of a weird way, taxing two cents per dollar after $50 million, how this would pay for universal childcare, resolving student loan debt, funding Medicare for all, without touching the income of everyday Americans. The lifesaver's strategy works here because it's an amount of money people understand and can see as reasonable, especially in the face of $50 million plus. By you offering a structural solution by redistributing the disgusting amount of wealth held by rich white people and framing it within that two cents, it brings this macro idea down to a micro level where it makes sense to average people makes me hopeful that there's a way to show people that not only is economic justice possible, but it will make a difference in our everyday lives. Otherwise, I hope that you had a great time at the Iowa State Fair, and thank you for continuing to be you. For my recommendations this week, I have 
one piece of advice and one thing to check out. My piece of advice, when you go on a date with someone, ask them more than two questions. Yes, I'm a social worker and I can keep a conversation afloat by tuning into your passions and exploring those, but it would be lovely if you brought something more to the table. If you're able to identify too that you're not good at asking questions, help with some prepared. I do not want to do all of the work for you. I guess a piece of advice to couple this with, I suppose, is get off those dating apps and accept that you will be alone. Or maybe that's just a good plan for me. One thing to check out is the podcast Hysteria. A good description from their website, political commentator and comedy writer Aaron Ryan is joined by a bi-coastal squad of opinionated, mouthy women to discuss news, politics, and cultural stories that affect women's lives from serious to absurd. Women, 51% of the population and 100% of this podcast. It's produced by Crooked Media, the folks that do Pod Save America and Pod Save the People, but from the perspective of women and not white dudes. It's so hilarious, real, and calls out shit for what it is. They also have a segment called The Hill to Die On, where people will air petty grievances that they will stand by. I appreciate that energy of being stubborn and righteous about something like putting water on a toothbrush before and after the application of toothpaste. And that's the show! Thank you again for tuning in and listening to this silly podcast. I'm having a great time doing it. I hope that you're having a fun time listening to it. Questions, concerns, and suggestions can be directed to powersourhour at gmail.com. Otherwise, enjoy your day and I'll see you next time. Bye!